With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking about you with Estra. Season 8, episode 19. Remember, Talking About You with Esther is here Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It makes us all better people. This week is October, actually the whole month. It's October Car Accident Awareness Month. And so we'll be talking about things that people involved in collisions often face typically uh, recently, immediately after the trauma has occurred. Today we're going to continue on and we're going to add the three we've talked about so far together, trauma, shame, and fear. When you add a combination of trauma, shame, and fear to the other things that are going on in your life uh, after a collision, from my perspective, it's very uh, hard for people to get through the process, especially if we're not being aware of what's really going on because it's like you're in a horror movie and you're turning to the left, turning to the right. My goodness, what's going on, right? And your body at that time is just not in the best condition. So it it causes a lot of problems, okay? But when feeling all three of these together, trauma, shame, and fear, are you functional? I would say probably not. You try to hold one idea and it might go 10 different ways. Can you carry out daily activities that you normally did before being, for example, injured in a car accident? Right? You're, you're trying so hard to maintain. But can you? Can you really maintain with all these things going on? And that briefly does panic, control your motives. Are you thinking, oh, I've got to do this because if I don't do this, something's going to happen, right? You're in that process. So when you have all three of these going on, trauma, shame, and fear, that's a problem, right? And that's why I talked about yesterday. You have to face the thing head on, not in a fearful state, not in a shameful state. Trauma to your physical body and your emotional being and your spiritual mind, that you can't control as much. But when you have and understand the ideas that are what's actually happening to you, it makes it a little bit a little bit better. And the main thing is to understand also, are you easily taken advantage of in this state? When chaos is at the forefront of your being, how do you respond? Hopefully you'll take that minute to exhale. Ooh, I'm going to exhale. I'm going to figure out what's the best thing to do. I'm not going to just have my mind racing 100 miles an hour and not be able to figure out what I need to do. I'm going to calm myself. But another thing you have to keep in mind, especially with collision, is a lot of times if you're not able to calm your mind, some people will use things to try to speed it up. And you're thinking, how can my mind go any further or any faster than it is already? People will introduce, oh, fraud. Maybe you're, you're, there's some fraud in your case or something. No, there's no fraud in your case. There's harassment, intimidation, and bullying going on to make you freak out and cause more chaos because your mind has been exposed to usually a lot more than it's typically able to handle or never had to handle before. So you have to recognize that when you're running into trauma, shame, and fear, your reactions may not be what they would normally be on a regular basis had not those tragic things happened to you. So make sure that you understand that right now you're probably vulnerable. You're vulnerable because you've had all these things happen. Most people want to run to somebody to protect them. But a lot of times it's about you protecting yourself. It's about you stepping back for a minute, catching your breath, or exhaling, whichever one works for you, thinking about where you are right now in the process 
And what's the best thing for you to do to get well, to get well physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you may have some other things going on, financially. I mean, the list of this is truly endless. Recognize your emotions. I've got to say that again. Recognize your emotions. Recognize what? Trauma, shame, and fear. Are you experiencing those right now? If you are, that's the first basic step in being able to move forward. You can say, the trauma, I'm going to do my best to heal my body and my mind. The shame, I refuse because it's not mine, and who's ever trying to put that shame on me can keep it because I don't want it. Fear tactics, you cannot make me afraid trying to challenge me saying it's, it's fraud by the insurance companies. That's one of the number one things to try to get people to freak out about, okay? So it's not fraud. It's not bullying, intimidation. You're not going to let any of those things change who you are. You're going to say, I'm sorry. I'm so hurt. I love myself. I need to do something to get me back stabilized for me. I'm important. I care about myself. In fact, I love myself. And that's in a positive way, not the narcissistic stuff we have going on today, but in a peaceful, gentle way. I talked about yesterday a little peace of mind. And sometimes peace of mind is not easy to achieve in a difficult setting. But you're going to have to try to get to that point. Because when you get to peace of mind, that helps you to what? Think clearly, right? That's what you have to be able to do. Think clearly. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? No. We're not perfect even when we, without injury or without trauma. We're not perfect. But we can do the best that we can to think about how we're going to transition from the state that you're in to a more peaceful state. So recognize your emotions. Are you in control of them? Are you because of the stress that you're feeling? And recognize that post-traumatic stress disorder is a part of daily life for a lot of reasons. You know, we've talked about people being under sexual trauma and then having to, to deal with it. People in collisions, people in hurricanes, people in fires, people in uh, air, airport or uh, was it, plane accidents. I mean, yes, this list is endless. And no matter what your tragedy or your harm is, just realize you can move from there. Don't think you have to stay there. Yes, trauma, shame, and fear have dysfunction, and it's ruined many people's lives because they never got to the point to decide that they're going to change it. But will you do this? Will you take a look at your life today and see if you're being impacted by any of those? Is anybody in your life making it worse, right? If they're making it worse, know who they are. Find out what their motivations are because otherwise they will continue to do things that hurt your life. Choose to recognize any one of those three and the impact on your life today. It's truly important. Because, hey, you've got a lot to live for. You've got a lot of things to do. And you don't need all that drama surrounding you. You need some hope and love and kindness in your life. And if you're the one to bring it to you, bring it to you. Sometimes we have people in our lives who support us and help us to move from hard places. And sometimes we have to move ourselves. And sometimes the combination of both. Because a lot of times people can't help us until we help ourselves. Are you ready to help yourself? I hope so. All right. I have a few articles today. We're going to hit on it. And uh, I'll try not to talk too much in between. We'll never get through all of them. But I think some of them we'll have to do tomorrow because it's just too many of them. I wanted to start, I found one from the National Institute of Mental Health, and it talks about coping with traumatic events. I think it's my favorite of the ones I found. And it says, quote, a traumatic event is shocking, scary, or dangerous experience that affects someone emotionally. Okay, so where is all of this shame, fear, and trauma happening? emotionally. These situations may be natural like a tornado or an earthquake. They can also be caused by other people like a car accident, crime, or terrorist attack. Like that is definitely a long list. But it brings us all in the same place. 
right? The traumatic events are traumatic events. So don't let anyone tell you otherwise, and don't you believe otherwise. Oh, I just had this minor tragic event. It wasn't minor in your mind, perhaps. It wasn't minor in your body, perhaps. It talks about warning signs. There are many different responses to potentially traumatic events. In fact, I want to mention one that was talked about on The View today. There was a woman, R. Kelly's, uh, one of his, I think it's his first wife, and she talked about just some violence in their relationship. So, yes, you can get this from any kind of traumatic event. Don't believe that it's your excuse. You can tell by how your body feels. And I want to go into this because it talks about it. It says, most people have intense responses immediately following following and often for several weeks or even months, I say even years, after a traumatic event. And it says these responses can include feeling anxious, sad, or angry. And be careful with those, sad, anxious, and angry, because a lot of times that's, that's emotions turn inward like it's your fault. You could have done something. Hello, it's not you. They were not caused by you. And certainly, if it, not on purpose, if, it, if you're responsible for a collision, okay, so it's not like you, you knew those happened. But if something's turned inward, a lot of times that's hate. Don't hate yourself. Love yourself. Decide that you're going to make a decision on what to do about those emotions because those, in my opinion, can really start down a path you don't want to go. So it says, these responses include feeling anxious, sad, or angry, Trouble concentrating and sleeping, continually thinking about what happened. What does that tell you? It tells you you've got some unresolved issues with this event, right? Trauma, shame, and fear, right? And it can extend out. Those aren't the only three, but we get lost talking about all the ways in which it can go. So we're just going to just think on those three items, okay? So feeling anxious, sad, and angry. Trouble concentrating and sleeping, right? Well, we need our sleep to rejuvenate ourselves. So if, if that means being more active during the day or helping take uh, something that will help you sleep a little bit, be careful of some things because they're addictive. And Lord knows you don't want another problem. So if you're having trouble concentrating and sleeping, know that if you get better rest, the next day you'll be in a better frame of mind, which will also help you to continue to move yourself from where you are to a better place. Continually thinking about what happened. And that might just be your mind saying, hey, you know, I've got something up here that needs to be resolved. How can I resolve it? Resolve it. What can I do? Hello? Hello? Right? Let's do this. Let's get on this. And like I said yesterday, it doesn't mean that you have to try to do everything all at once. Take your time. There is no hurry. You can do that. It says, in some cases, the stressful thoughts and feelings after trauma continue for a long time and interfere with everyday life, right? You don't want all those things interfering with everyday life. If it's interfering with everyday life, that means you're not getting something else done to improve yourself, to make you happy, to move forward. You don't want to get stuck in this rut. Get out. Got to do that. Don't stay there. Don't stay there and don't let anyone else try to keep you there. What it says here is, in some cases, the stressful thoughts and feelings after a trauma trauma continue for a long time and interfere with everyday life. And they include worrying a lot or feeling anxious, sad, and fearful, crying often, having trouble thinking clearly, having frightening thoughts, relieving the experience or reliving the experience, feeling angry, having nightmares with difficulty sleeping, avoiding places or people that bring back disturbing memories and responses. You know, you have to sometimes get up every morning and say, I'm okay, or I'm going to be okay. If you're not okay, say, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to resolve some of these issues that are holding me back. And certainly I'm not going to let fear, shame, and trauma stop me. Can you do that for me? Say it with me right now. I am going to get up in the morning, and I'm going to be okay. And if I'm not okay right then, I will be okay. And you will be. Not because it's like you're forcing it in your mind. It's about you're going to choose to act in ways 
that make things better in your life. If something's holding you back, you got an issue, use the hashtag Estra's Radio Show right now and say, this is hurting me. I want to get through it. Just acknowledging sometimes what's going on in our life helps us to change it. Just facing it. I'm going to face it. I'm not going to just be held back. Estra's Radio Show. Or tell me I'm talking about you with Estra on Facebook. In fact, you can find either one of those on most, uh, like Instagram, uh, Tumblr. There's many of many places in which you can share your thoughts with me. And I really want you to. I want you to. I want to know what's going on with you. Because when you tell me what's going on with you, guess what? It's going on with a lot of other people too. And when we share and move through this, we will be powerful people. There will be nothing to hold us back. And we will fight together to get insured civil rights legislation taken care of. Yes, we take a look at what's been going on in Congress, and particularly today with Kavanaugh and how many of the Republicans don't even want to hear when things aren't right. It's like people are being ignored. But we'll get to some of that a little later on. But stand. Stand proud. Proud. There's no reason for you to to actually give in to shame, trauma, or fear. Don't give in to it. Choose to fight it. I'm going to read those again. It says, in some cases, the skillful thoughts and feelings after trauma continue for a long time, a short time, no, a long time, and interfere with everyday life. Have you been going even decades with this going on? Aren't you tired of it? I would be tired of it. Stand up. You can. I know you can. Just take one step at a time. I'm not saying just go from one extreme to the other because that doesn't get you there. Take it slow. Write it down. Or keep it in your mind, however it works for you. But just think of the one or two things that you just want to first accomplish to move you from this place. It says, in my opinion, makes you vulnerable to other tactics that people will use against you, whether they're companies or individuals. Be careful of that. Crying often. Having trouble thinking clearly. Having frightening thoughts. Reliving the experience. Feeling angry. Having nightmares of difficulty sleeping. Avoiding places or people that bring back disturbing memories and responses. It also talks about physical responses to trauma may also mean that an individual needs help. Physical symptoms may include headaches, stomach pain and digestive issues, feeling tired, racing heart and sweating, being very jumpy and easily startled. And I noticed that for collisions that happens a lot where you are very jumpy and easily startled. But please, please do not let insured hackers and intimidators use that against you. Often they'll pull out like they're going to hit you to cause your post-traumatic stress disorder inact, to act, to act up, in other words. They'll just cross in front of you. They'll crisscross in front of you. They'll stop lights. I mean, there's a lot of things that these people do to harm insured, you, the policyholder. But stand up. When they do vicious things to you out on the road, don't become fearful. Don't become anxious. Don't become sad. And don't worry about it a lot. Choose to say, that's their problem. They better not hit me, especially again. They better not hit me. Make sure you have a camera on you. And in fact, if you can have one to set on your car in motion so you can catch it, that's even better. But being bullied and intimidated and harassed, Don't let it stop you, your road, right? Stay in your lane. Hello, right? Don't don't react to what they're doing to you because that's what they want you to do. They want you to react, right? They want you to be what? Worrying, fearful, anxious, sad, fearful, right? Choose a better option. Stay in your lane. Be relaxed. Pay attention to the roads like you should be. And let them continue to be in car accidents. And then document it. Document that that's where the problem lies. It's not with the policyholders. By the way, the only people who can actually try to harass you are people that you pay monthly. Are you on Social Security disability? Could be them. 
Do you have auto insurance? It could be them. Is it an employer with an ERISA program or a policy on you? It could be them. And they could just be some other people that they hired. But don't be afraid and don't, don't stand down from them. You do what you do every single day normally. Don't you let them sway you and move you. Because they have issues, don't mean you have to. Okay. So I really want to make that clear because there's a lot of insurers or policyholders out there being intimidated, hopefully, to cause them to react or do something in certain ways. Don't do that. Know your rights. Stand for your rights. And don't be intimidated on the road. To trauma may also mean that an individual needs help. Physical symptoms may include headaches, stomach pain and digestive issues, feeling tired, racing hard and sweating, being very jumpy and easily startled. Okay, so these are all experiences that you'll feel from trauma, shame, and fear. So when it's a whole package like that, you have to decide you're going to stay calm. It is a decision. Does it mean it's easy? Oh, heck no. It's not easy. Why would I tell you it's easy? But it moves you in the direction you need to go, away from them or away from the trauma. It can be outside of you or inside of you. But wherever it is, it's got to go, right? It's got to be what? Kicked to the curb. That's what matters. And so the key is to know that that's exactly what's happening. I also found something because I'm still researching. It talks about neurological and biological impact of trauma. And I found this. It says dialogue in clinical neuroscience. And it talks about post-traumatic stress disorder, the neurobiological impact of psychological trauma. And it's a little technical, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time there. But if you want, like with all the articles, you can go out and subscribe to any of them. Make sure that we uh, either either subscribe or go out and visit them so that their numbers come up. Because if we don't support these uh, reporting, then Wall Street will. And if Wall Street does, you know it won't be about us, but it'll be about them. So it says, it says post-traumatic stress disorder: the neurobiological impact of psycho- psychological trauma. And it, it says in the abstract. It says the classic fight-or-fright response uh, to perceived threat is a reflective nervous phenomenon that is obvious for survival advantages in evolutionary terms. So it's saying as we've been in evolution that that fight-or-flight reflex we still have, and that's a, that's a good thing, but just not, not to be overused, right? If there's something going on, like the plane is going down, you want to be able to get your fight fight, flight, reflex is going. If you see a car accident company coming towards you, you know you want to be as much as you can, but try to stay relaxed as you can because you have more energy in injuries when you're uh, tense. But evolutionary, the fight or flight reflex in us has been there a long time. It says psychological trauma can result from witnessing an event that is perceived to be life-threatening and by the way, it can be life-threatening, or to pose the potential of serious bodily injury to self or others. Such experiences, which are often accompanied by intense what? Fear, horror, helplessness, can lead to the development of and require for a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. I want to go back to one of these key words. It talks about intense fear, horror, helplessness times after experiencing something devastating, a helplessness will prevail. But helplessness keeps you in a bad place. I want you to just rewrite that word out. Instead of saying helplessness, I want you to say hopefulness. Anytime you see helplessness, rewrite it to hopefulness. Right? Because what does hopelessness, hopefulness do? It encourages you to move forward. Hopefulness. Be hopeful. Does that mean things are going to change overnight? I keep saying that. No, they usually don't. But if you're hopeful, you set your mind on a path that says, I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to be hopeful. What can I do today to be hopeful? You don't have to go out a week. In fact, you can just do it for an hour. How can I set my mind to be hopeful for an hour? 
hopeful. That's what you need is hope, not horror, not terror, okay, not intense fear, not shame, not the thought of the trauma you might be feeling in your body right now, okay? It's about hopefulness. How can you feel hopeful? What good thought can you just bring to your mind right now to make you smile? I know you've got something to smile about if you've been living long enough. There is some memory that will make you smile. And so make that your go-to memory. Anytime you get all that negativity coming your way, you don't need it. Bring the hopefulness. Change the direction of your mind. Change the direction of your path. Not quickly, okay? It's not like, okay, I'm going to do this one thing and in an hour things are going to change. It's not. You're probably going to be in the same spot you were. But that's okay because your mind is starting to move. Move your mind and your body will move. Does that mean all your intense uh, traumatic pain from your injury will just go away? Of course not. It won't. But you'll be able to maybe move in a direction that helps to get through the suffering and the pain that you're going through. That's what hopefulness is. Hopefulness is changing the way in which you view what's going on. That's even when bullying happens or insured hacking, hacking into your home, hacking into your car. I mean, the list is, is endless, going through your things. Who has the right to do that? They don't have a right to do that, but they do it anyway. So you can either choose to say, I'm going to just keep myself focused on the things I need to do. I'm going to make sure I lock my door even though they break in. I'm going to make sure I lock my car door even though they break in. I'm going to keep my stuff orderly in the way that helps me, even though they hack it, move into that. I'm going to keep my laptop, even though they hack into that with ease, or my phone. Yeah. But you can't control what crazy people do. You can only control what you do. If somebody's obsessed with doing stupid things and being bullies and harassing, you can't do anything about that. But if you can do something about it, do something about it. But you can control what you do. You don't have to feel helpless. You don't have to feel hopeless. You can feel hopeful. Hopefulness, right? Use your mind. Use your mind in positive ways. Let the negative, let them keep it. That's what's important in life. You want to wake up every single day, regardless of what's happening, and say, I can make this a better day for me. And if I can make it better for somebody else next to me, let me, be, let me do that because that's the right way to live. All this negativity that we're hearing about today in so many different arenas, you don't have to keep that. You might hear it, let it go in what? One ear and back out the other. In one ear, out the other. You don't need all that negativity. It's not going to do a darn thing for you. But make your pain worse make you think about things that you don't need to think about. You're around people, all they want to talk about is negativity, don't listen to them. You don't have time for that. You have time to make yourself better in any way that you can. Are you going to reach perfection? I don't know. I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you, as long as you decide to move forward, you can. Now, this next article will tell you how people have actually been messing with you and maybe give you ideas on what to do to change it. All right, this article is actually from The Atlantic. It talks about Donald Trump and the politics of fear. Now, it's talking about the politics of fear, but it could be the politics of fear after a collision, a hurricane, just flooding. I mean, the list is endless how it can apply in your life, right, and how people will use it against you. But I personally believe knowledge is power. Did you know that? You having knowledge about what's going on can change everything. Because if you know what's happening, you can choose to say, I'm not going that path. I've got a change in my route. So it says, the Atlantic, Donald Trump and the politics of fear. And this is when Donald Trump was a candidate. He's, he's in my opinion, actually getting better at what he used to do. I guess that means the more power you have, the better you can, more proficient you can become at the things you want to learn. It says Trump's candidacy candidacy relies on the power of fear. Did you hear that? Trump's candidacy relies on the power of fear. 
Sometimes auto insurance companies rely on the power of fear not to pay out benefits and settlements. ERISA, your employer may do the same thing. So don't be traumatized by fear. Faith, remember, we're not getting through the, the, the traumatized with the fear. We're going to go with faith in ourselves, faith in our God, faith in whatever we believe in. That's where we're going to put it. It says it could, it could be the only way for him to win. And so I, this, this was also a pretty long article. I'm not going to pick out a couple things, and, but I do recommend if you're interested in learning about fear, going and taking a look. It says fear is in the air and fear is surging. I have a question for you. Do you feel the fear today? Things not going right? Worrying about things? Why? Is it Trump's style to do it that way? Did you feel that way when Obama was president? When Bush was president? When Reagan was president? When Clinton was president? Did you feel all of the things you're feeling right now? And we were even in some really hard times. But did you feel the way that you're feeling now? Okay, it says, fear is in the air and fear is surging. Americans are more afraid today than they have been in a long time. Why is that? Is that the last that you have? Is it the little time that you have because they've got you working three or four jobs? Is it because even though you're working those three or four jobs, there's still not enough money to support yourself and family? Is it daily living issues, jobs, disabilities? Where is the fear coming from? And what can you do about the fear? That would be my question to you. Remember, fear is also a state of mind. Where do you want your state of mind to be? Do you want it to be fearful or faithful? Faithful in whoever, yourself, your God, your family, your friends, your job. Where do you want that to be? Somebody else being able to abuse you? Abusers are good at using fear. They're very good because once they turn on your fear switch, they can keep you going. Turn off that fear switch. It's not worth it. In fact, you have them turn on their fear switch, right? Isn't it amazing how people, once they've had enough and somebody's been traumatizing them or making them fearful, they just get up and leave. And some people have it, but they got up because they'd had enough. Don't be afraid. Fear. I mean, certainly if if you're dealing with somebody who's got some serious issues, think about how you are going to move out in a way that they don't even know about so that you can get away from free from them. Okay, but some somewhere faith has to come in. Faith in yourself. Faith in the determination to do what needs to be done for you. Okay? But shame and trauma and fear, don't let them stop you. You get faith, hope, courage, strength. That's what you use. It's what's in you. You've got them all. Just choose to use them. Choose to think. you got a mind there's nobody smarter than you about you. No one. Don't let them tell you otherwise. All right, let me go on here because you know how I can get off. It says, fear pervades America's lives and America's politics. You know, a lot of people are going to be disappointed today if Kavanaugh is actually uh, put into the Supreme Court on Saturday. People are standing up, marching on on the Supreme Court steps saying, this is bad, this is wrong. But, you know, when people get in their mind what they want to do, they're going to do what they're going to do, in particular our Republican Congress. The only thing you can do is vote them out. Get them out. You don't like what they're doing, vote them out. If you don't like the way they decided to treat women and think that uh, sexual abuse is no problem, vote them out. You know, I saw uh, a Trump was in Mississippi the other day, and it was really amazing. They had women sitting behind him, and he was he was uh, being derogatory to Dr. Ford. And I hope you'll go back and take a look, because I don't know why the media thinks that they have to play whatever Trump has over and over again, like he's the only thing on the planet we're concerned with. And so I know they'll be playing it again. And he was being derogatory to, towards her. I want you to take a look at the women's faces behind him. Take a look at them and see what you see. You can see it really left a bad taste in their mouth. 
And I, I would hope that it would since they were female. But a lot of times they don't want to talk about what's going on like that. But it's going to come up. Let me go on here. It says, fear and anger are often cited in tandem as a source of Trump's particular political appeal. To me, the reason why, this is me going in, it says fear and anger, right? And the reason why, that, to me, they use those two things is because it's intimidating to most people. When people are faced with anger, they tense up, right? That's that fight or flight reflex. My suggestion would be, you don't have to do that. That's their fear and anger. If they got it, let them keep it. You don't have to take it. You want to see fear and anger move fast, just don't receive it. Let it pass right on through. That's their problem. Don't let them use you, manipulate you, treat you badly because they want to use fear and anger together. That's just game. Remember that when you see that. That's to me, if you want to see something that triggers game, it's fear and anger together. That means I can't control you any other way, so I'm going to bully you. I'm going to bully you to do this because this is the only way I can get what I want. Okay? So don't play that game. Let them keep it. You stay relaxed and calm, hopeful and peaceful on the things you want to do. If Kavanaugh is elected to the Supreme Court, you know, those white women who elected Trump are going to have to pay for that. The daughters are going to have to pay for that. And why is that? Because they're going to make sure that a lot of things for women go back in history. But I got some news for them, though. They might think that's going to be the way that it works, but it just may not. You know, a lot of people make assumptions, and they're not always the right assumptions. So just keep on thinking, I want everyone to be empowered, and I want everyone in America to be equal, not to be mistreated, not to be abused, not to be sexually assaulted, and not to just be continued lied to. What is this? We're going to just stay in a lied, uh, a liar's world where we're just going to dream that the, the other things that happen aren't real? We're just going to believe in lies? Wake up, America. You want to believe in lies? It's going to cost you. Because someday you're going to have to wake up. Lies are not going to always hold true. The truth will reveal itself. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read this. It says, fear and anger are often cited in tandem as the sources of Trump's particular political appeal, so frequently paired that they become a refrain, fear and anger, anger and fear. (laughs) But fear is not the same as anger. It is a unique political force. It ebbs and flows through American political history and have pulled on elections, reordering and destabilizing electrical, electoral landscapes. So what that's basically saying is fear and anger, that anger and fear is like a, a cycle, cyclical, right? It says Trump delivered a speech on immigration that depicted outsiders as frightening threats. There's a frightening threat. It's not from the outside right now, let me tell you. It says, uh, to me, it it means that you're being psychologically played. Are you being played with psychologically? Are you awake? Just take a look. I'm not saying, just step back from the drama. Just step back, see what you see. It says, Trump delivered a speech on immigration that depicted outsiders as being frightening a frightening threat. I don't believe that's where the threat's coming from. It says any politician who does not grasp the danger is not fit to lead our country. (laughs) Oh, now, did you hear that? So he's going to say, if you don't agree with me, you shouldn't be leading our country. Maybe he shouldn't be leading our country, right? There's a lot of things in here. It talks about uh, game playing out politically on this article. It says here, quote, it says, Let's back up a little bit here. It says, by validating the fearful vision, he has a spouse. So he goes on, he tells you how bad it is, and then he validates it. Is anybody else validating it? I don't think so. We'll see. He says, you know what, darling? You're not going to be scared anymore. They're going to be scared of you, or they're going to be scared. Now, who's playing with your mind? How many immigrants have you had to be afraid of? Come on. Who is it? The one you need to be afraid of is the one who's giving all your money to the rich folks and leaving you broke. That's what you need to be worried about. You need to be worried about where the money's going for, who's Congress, who's Republican Congress doing all this stuff for, what is the real agenda. Do you think it's for the average Republican 
voters, now nah, they're using them too. You don't think so? Sit back and watch. What are they getting out of this? Are they really getting anything out of this? I don't think so. If you know some, give me a hashtag Esther's Radio Show and let me know what the people who are voting Republicans are getting. A lot of them aren't even getting what they were promised. So if you know something they're getting, let me know because I'd really be surprised. Okay, this is another uh, piece of this article from The Atlantic. It says, quote, while anger makes people aggressive, prone to lash out, Fear makes them cower from the unfamiliar and seek refuge and comfort. I need to say that again about the fear aspect of this. It says, fear makes them cower from the unfamiliar and seek refuge and comfort. Channels people's anger, but he slays the fear with promises of protection. Right? So it's like that psychological daddy's little girl. Or You wouldn't want to, that's a whole other story. I'm not going to go there on that one. But <clears throat> it says, Trump channels people's anger, but he slaves their fear with promises of protection, toughness, and strength, okay? We're supposed to be adults, okay? We know, not that we don't all need support. We do need support, but we don't need to be treated as children to manipulate and get your way. Okay, so it says, I'll go one more time through this. It says, while anger makes people aggressive, prone to lash out, fear makes them coward from the unfamiliar and seek refuge and comfort. Trump channels people's anger, but he slaves their fear. What does he do? He slaves their fear with promises of protection, toughness, and strength. Do you really think he's all that? Do you really think he's all that? If you do, you need to tell me because I don't see it. It is a feedback loop. Here it goes. Here's Trump's game as it's described in the Atlanta. Those latent fears then offers himself as the only solution. Doesn't that sound like an abuser to you? He stirs up people's latent fears, all that racist garbage going out there, all that stuff about the NFL players bending the knee, all that stuff about immigrants, all that stuff about women actually uh, telling saying that men have abused them and maybe they haven't, maybe they have, right? So he's always trying to be somebody's savior. He's never going to be one for you. If he does, I'll be surprised. Write me and let me know. Let me read this again. It is a feedback loop. He stirs up people's latent fears, right, that offers himself as the only solution. Do you get it now? If you don't, just watch. Watch it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Watch him. Observe him. And decide for yourself. That's what adults do. Adults decide for themselves what they see, and they use that. So it also talks about here, I'll give this last one. I didn't actually have that, but I saw that, and I think it's interesting. It says, quote, people's concern about terror was a very good predictor of their voting habits. Why are we so afraid? Why are you using fear? Why are you letting fear be used against you? To me, that's a problem. Don't be afraid. Not because there's not some things to be afraid of. Sometimes you have to be afraid, feel the fear, and just do what's right anyway. Are you doing that? Are you doing what is right or are you just doing it because you're afraid? If both of us continue to be, to be afraid, where are we going to be in this country? Not in a good place. The bad people will have it. The bullies, the intimidators, the ones who take from you and give you nothing in return. Those will be the ones that will be leading you. Is that what you want? I hope not. I had another article here, which is, uh, I might just hold that one until tomorrow. I want to give you a couple of the definitions that they had for um, fear. It says, and this was by Merriam-Webster, okay? It says, quote, an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation of awareness of danger. Now, is it real danger or is it created danger? Which one is it, right? Sometimes it's, it's real danger that has happened in the past, but is it there today? If it's not, then it needs to move. 
You need to kick it to the curb. You need to work out out of the center of your life. It says to be afraid. Expect with alarm, fear the worst, right? Did you know most of the time that means that the worst has already happened? What you fear, right, what you keep reliving, that's something that's in the past. It's not in your future. You have to move it out. It can't stay. It's got to go, right? It's fear the worst. No, don't become a fear. Don't become full of fear. Come full of faith in you, God, your friends, your family, something other than what you're experiencing. And then uh, I guess there's two more here that I want to say. The other one comes from psychology today. It says all about fear. It says fear is vital response to physical and emotional danger. And I want you to make sure you get both of those pieces, physical and emotional danger. If we didn't feel it, we couldn't protect ourselves from legitimate threats. Okay, so it's not about not recognizing or using fear in healthy ways. It was there, put there for reasons of health, for protection, but not for bullying, intimidation, harassing. That's not what fear is there for. You can recognize what's going on, recognize the game. That's a good thing. But physical and emotional danger, real physical and emotional danger. So get to the point where you can say, I am able to see the difference between the real fear and the fear that someone else is trying to create for their benefit. It makes a difference. And then the last the last part of this is actually the National Sleep Foundation because it is difficult to sleep when you've been traumatized until you, you actually deal with it. Right? It says, and this is from the National Sleep Foundation, sleep Foundation. It says trauma and sleep. Stress from a traumatic event can often lead to a variety of sleep problems. When the body is overstimulated and the brain is flooded with neurochemicals that keep us awake. I need to read that again because it's not just to me at the time of sleep, but it can be in the daytime when people are trying to traumatize you. And that's a time you have to choose the path you want to take. You don't have to follow the harassment and intimidation and and bullying that those perhaps who want to keep your benefits and settlements do to you. Let me read this again. It says, stress from a traumatic event can often lead to a variety of sleep problems when the body is what? Overstimulated. Are you being overstimulated in the day or the night or all day and all night? The The brain is flooded with neurochemicals that keep us awake, right? That brain says, hey, something bad's going on. I better stay awake. To me, two people can tell you, that's abuse. I need to stay awake. I need to protect myself, right? People in driving their cars definitely need to stay awake, right? They're being overstimulated if they've been in a collision, right? The brain is flooded with what? Neurochemicals to keep us awake. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things that this can, you know, you see a, see a hurricane. You've been in a hurricane. They said, this one tell me, right? What happens? The body's overstimulated. The brain is flooded with neurochemicals that keep us awake. Bullies, right? You have that happening. You've got to watch them. But do you? Make sure, I said again, that you evaluate what is real traumatic events and what are just created. Are they created by what's happened in your past or are they being created by people who are harassing and intimidating you? You need to know what the difference is and you need to choose how you're going to respond. It says the results can be insomnia, bad dreams, and daytime fatigue caused by sleep disturbances, right? So what what happens then? The result can be insomnia. Right? And what is causing it? A body that's overstimulated. The brain is flooded with neurochemicals that keep us awake, right? That can result in what? Insomnia, bad dreams, daytime fatigue caused by sleep disturbances, okay? It says the following are common sleep problems following trauma. Flashbacks and troubling thoughts can make falling asleep difficult, right? Because all of a sudden you say, oh, okay, I've got to keep watching out. But do you? Maybe it's a safe place, to, place, a safe place for you to sleep. If it is, get a little rest. You might need some. It says the victim might feel the need to maintain a high level of vigilance, which can make sleep difficult. Awareness, 
right? You've got to find some place where you can just take a little time out or a little sleep. Remember, the trauma that you've experienced is over unless it can come back again. And if the trauma keeps coming back at you and it's real, not uh, not something that you're just reliving, then you need to seek out help, Esther's radio show, and say trauma and sleep. Esther's radio show, trauma and sleep. Because you've got to be able to do something to move from the, the, the place in which you are. And, and just speaking out sometimes makes a big difference. I really enjoyed being with you today. You know that? It's, it's really awesome to be able to get here and talk about these issues and make a difference. And that's what this is all about, making a difference. So I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please let me know. Uh, also let me know if there's something more that you wanted to have um, gone over that we didn't talk about today so I can make sure that we add it in. Because living, good, living a good life is important. It's, it's, it's better to be able to say, this morning I'm going to get up refreshed and renewed. It makes a difference. Hope into the, tomorrow makes today better. If you don't have hope, then people become discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Lift yourself up. Lift yourself up. No matter what's around you or what's happening in your life, it can be done. Every day, just a single day at a time. You don't have to try to do it all at once. Just a little bit better. doesn't mean that something else might jump in there that you don't like. Sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back, and then five steps forward. But whatever is in your life, choose to make the change. Don't let trauma, shame, and fear within yourself or outside yourself change your life to make it bad. You need something good to happen. So I'm wishing you good thoughts, hopefulness, joy, and peace in your day-to-day. I'll see you tomorrow on Friday, and we'll finish this up. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you tomorrow. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.